Hi everyone, Catherine and Dave here from Fantasy Fitnessing, and we are here to preview the Granny Games. Gonna go through some stats about the field, kind of who's there, what's happening, and then Dave's gonna hop in with things to watch for and get his sort of games ticket picks and some dark horses. So, starting looking at the field, there are eight men and five women that have been to the games before. Some men that have games experience will not be going directly to the games. And maybe those five women are just going to get their tickets straight back. Who knows? And looking at who is a repeat semifinal athlete, there's 17 men and 14 women. So that's great to see that many people coming back again. And then looking at who did the best in the first couple stages of the season. So Granite Games athletes. From the Open, the top five men were Colton Mertens, Phil Toon, Chandler Smith, Sam Quant, and Anthony Davis. For the women, the first place was Mallory O'Brien, and then Danny Spiegel, Amanda Barnhart, Emily Rolfe, and Fee Sagafi. So that's who did the best out of the Open. And then out of quarterfinals, we're looking at their worldwide rank. So top would have been Chandler Smith, and then Sam Quant, Phil Toon, Brent Fikowski, and Zachary Booten. On the women's side, Mallory Bryan, Amanda Barnhart, Alex Kazan, Fee Sagafi, and Chloe Wilson. So a couple kind of different names popping up when we look at the quarterfinal athletes versus the Open. So those are some athletes to definitely keep an eye on going into this semifinal. And then we kind of ranked all the semifinal fields against each other, looking at total field strength, like everybody that's there, how did they do in the worldwide quarterfinal, and then the kind of advancing qualifying spots, like the number of games tickets and last chance qualifiers, so that's eight for Granite. And then also just looking at the strength of like the top five athletes' game spots. And this is all looking at their worldwide rank. So the women's field, the total field was third, and then advancing spots, it drops to fourth. And then for game spots, it drops to fifth. So to me, that means there's lots of different people that could possibly pop to get those games tickets because the field is quite strong. But there's a couple sure things on the game spot side of things, but it means there's a few that are definitely up for grabs. On the men, the total field strength is fifth. Advancing spots is fourth, and then game spots is sixth. So that kind of drops as it narrows down as well. So that's kind of a little bit about who's done well so far this season and how the field sort of stacks up against the rest of the semifinal fields. So now I'm going to pass it to Dave to show us interesting matchups and things that are coming. All right. Thanks, Catherine. So starting on the women's side, uh, number one thing I want to watch here uh, is Mal O'Brien versus Amanda Barnhart. So O'Brien has got uh, a ton of uh, publicity this year just based off of how well her season has gone, just absolutely dominating the Open, um, what, two firsts in a second. Um, so just an amazing performance there. But just kind of looking back to last year, O'Brien and Barnhart were really quite close in terms of a, a matchup perspective. So when they're both at the games, Mal O'Brien finished seventh, Amanda Barnhart was ninth, just 27 points between them. Over at Rogue, O'Brien was eighth, Barnhart 10th, with just 15 points between them. So 
really quite close when you're thinking of, you know, maybe three total positions, four total positions over the course of the weekend was all that really was the difference between the two of them. So it'll be interesting to see how O'Brien stacks up against Barnhart coming into this event uh, or coming out of this event, I should say just to see if there is going to be a bigger spread between the two of them to see if that um, development and, you know, moving up to Vermont and training under Matt Frazier has really shown us the dividends that we kind of expect just based off the start of the season, or uh, maybe it's just being a comfortable in the gym is able to be lights out when weights are a bit lighter, workouts are a bit more controlled than on the floor. So be interesting to see again, how those two stack up over the course of the weekend. Uh, next up, Emily Rolf. So games athlete last year. It'd be interesting to see how she does at Granite last year. When I saw the semifinal placements, seeing her go to Granite, it kind of made me worry about how she is going to fare up. You know, Emily Rolf is, you know, a top athlete and she really does excel at some of those events that just require athleticism at the game. So she was top five at the kind of swim and row. She won the toast to bar and mile run or mile half run. We ended up running three miles with a whole bunch of toast to bar between that. Over at Wadapalooza, she was top five in the row swim run event. You know, so those are the types of events where just kind of pure athleticism is going to get you through it, which we didn't see last year at Granite. So um, interesting to see how she does relative to the rest of the field um, when there may not be any events that really play into her wheelhouse. As one of the few top athletes that has a day job, um, interesting to see how she can do only being able to work out part-time. And the, while everybody's lights out at 10 o'clock, she's working the night shift at the hospital. So, you know, one for the, the average CrossFitter who's working a job and trying to do the best. So um, see how Emily Rolf just plays out this weekend. Another up-and-comer, um, although she has had, had been to the games, Fisa Gaffey. She just missed out last year uh, at the games. I think she was 7th or 8th um, at Mid-Atlantic CrossFit Championship last year. So again, it'll be interesting to see how she does. Strength was definitely one of her weaknesses last year. Uh, and then just moving to brute strength um, has put an emphasis on going, or up improving that. So it'll be interesting to see how she does. In the offseason, she had an eighth place at Wadapalooza, so just a couple points ahead of Rolf there uh, in a pretty, you know, top-heavy field. So uh, Fisa Gaffey could all be someone to watch again just as she develops um, into her career. You know, in terms of, again, just overall field strength, it'll be some up-and-comers um, to watch throughout the weekend. So Chloe Wilson, she was seventh at West Coast Classic, uh, and then one of two sixth-place finishers at the 2018 South Regional um, in this field. Uh, so she's just been that close to the games before. You got Alex Gazan, who finished 12th in quarterfinals this year. And then Sydney Wells, um, she had a 16th, I think, last year at West Coast Classic, but made big jumps in the Open. So last year she was 528th, and she was top, or top 75 this year. So just, again... Having that focused training, maybe she is to able to make that leap. And then I guess overall for the field, really outside of last year, a lot of these athletes that we're going to see have never hit the competition floor in an elite field, minus the kind of the athletes that we have talked about. So again, just 
the sanctional system and then a lot of things being canceled due to COVID really gives a lot of these younger athletes the ability to hit the competition floor with an elite field. So that'll be interesting to watch to see how they um, stack up against everybody. And again, great learning experience for everybody who is competing at this event. Yeah, that's a lot of different names and sort of fun faces that are coming up and old faces that we know. It's going to be good. I'm excited, especially that matchup of O'Brien and Barnhart. That's got to love a good matchup. And like that CF&E crew is like lights out this year. So maybe there's something they've retooled a bit and are, are coming in strong. So it, it'll be interesting to watch, you know, to peg both those athletes of, you know, where they potentially could finish up in Madison. Yeah, for sure. Uh, again, on the men's side, speaking of CF&E, Chandler Smith, looking forward to watching him. So he's coming off with his best season or best start to the season so far. Um, had his one of his best opens and then was fourth worldwide in quarterfinals. So it'll be interesting to see how he again transitions that to an in-person competition. Last year, he did finish second at the Granite Games, but there really was nothing flashy about his performance. Like he was always just kind of there. And maybe that was also just the result of being paired up next to Saxon, who won the competition without winning an event. So again, hopefully Chandler Smith, he's always the guy I, I want to see do well. I think he just has a ton of potential. So hopefully this is the year um, that he's able to you know, reach that potential. So Walton decided to watch him on the CF&E fronts as well. Sam Quant, who um, left CF&E earlier this year, he uh, came back at 13th in worldwide for quarterfinals. So really good to see him come back. He was not on top of his game at all last year, had some illness issues um, that hopefully he has sorted out. So it's good to see him back kind of in that elite status after finishing second at the games just two years ago. So Again, to see him on the same competition floor with a lot of these other guys, um, looking to see him bounce back. One of the the storylines uh, of the year, Phil Toon so far, finished 17th worldwide corner finals, and then just really got on everybody's radar after finishing 6th at Wadapalooza. I think she was in the leader's jersey for a period of time there. So interesting to see how he stacks up versus this field, since it is probably... Um, Maybe not as deep as Wadapalooza was, but certainly, you know, a lot more athletes will be on top of their game versus an off-season event. So we're going to see how Toon stacks up versus um, the rest of the field that is here on the men's side. And then, I guess, looking at the men's side, which is really going to be an interesting competition to watch. So on top of the three guys we got mentioned, we got uh, podium finisher of the games, Brent Fikowski, who, you know knows how to ramp up for games better than anybody um, there is. You got Travis Mayer, who thinks he's battled an injury so far this year with his back, so he hasn't been finished where he has expected him. You got games athlete Tim Paulson, Colton Mertens, uh, who finished fifth at Granite last year, Tyler Eggman, who was sixth place at MAC last year, and also finished sixth at 2018 South Regional, so you know, been on the wrong side of the bubble um, twice in his career. Nick Matthews, who missed making to the games by about five points last year behind Colton Mertens at uh, Granite Games and is now training with Proven. You got Matt Douglas, who is the only man with two world records in quarterfinals um, in back-to-back years. And then you have Zachary Bunton, who finished 37th in worldwide quarterfinals 
or he was, you know, 45th last year in quarterfinals, but didn't really compete in semifinals. He's kind of a bit of a wild card because back in 2019, he finished 19th in the Open, which gave him a games ticket where he finished 88. So really kind of a wild card of, you know, how he's going to finish up on the leaderboard. Uh, and then you got Anthony Davis, who, you know, is, can lift the house and is going to win an event. So super stacked field on the men's side, which really is going to cause, you know, some commotion within some of these people just trying to make it into the games. Like, you think about a, a Tim Paulson who is probably going to be kind of right on that, you know, fourth, fifth or below the line there where you normally be like, oh, Tim Paulson's going to win the tall guy event. Well, Fikowski and Duglos are there. So there's maybe a couple points that he was counting on that isn't going to happen. Or Travis Mayer, you know, really strong with the lift events. Well, with Anthony Davis there, he's not going to win the lift event um, that he might have elsewhere. So there's going to be a lot of, you know, gameplay within the competition himself. You got Colton Mertens, who, you know, hits a lot of home runs. He wins a lot of events. Uh, but, you know, a lot of his strengths in the open, Phil Toon was right up there too. So uh, it'll be interesting to see this final field and how they battle through the weekend because depending on the programming, it's going to be a lot closer than we think for a lot of these guys. And whatever, there's five, five athletes last year that made it to the games plus Quant and Tune um, and some other guys right on the edge. So we can definitely have a few games athletes from that last year missing the cut. Yeah, that is a lot of names that definitely have been to the games, but then also guys, especially like Nick Matthew and Matt Dulos and stuff like that, that a lot of people are like, yeah, let's get them to the games. We want to see them perform. We want to see them punch their ticket. So this is going to be fun. That's a lot that's like a great final heat of everybody you listed. <laughs> yeah, well, even even some of those guys will be uh, in the second exactly. heat. But yeah, it'll be interesting to watch just because like, there's so many guys where you're like, well, Tim Paulson will do well in this event. Well, he's kind of matched up with Fakowski from a skill set standpoint. Or, um, so, yeah, plus you know a couple of wild cards like Quant coming back. It's, I don't know. This one is going to be a toss-up of who's going to get those last few games tickets yeah i'm hoping quant is in good shape he's a guy that's been to the games a number of times and then hit kind of like the 2020 year that was a bit weird so i like him to sort of well a i want him to make the games but b perform at the games to show that that wasn't just like a one hit thing because it was a weird year with cutting down to five because after so many events he was just in the top five like It'd be nice to see him get back and look good, look like himself again. Yeah, I, like he hit everybody's radar at 2020, just again, being in, on every heat um, in the top five. But, you know, he's coming off a 13th place in 2019 and at the games and 20th in 2017. So, you know, he's been there four times. So he definitely has the, the capabilities to, to get back. Yeah, for sure. So it'd be, I really hope he gets back and then we can see what he does in a full field and a field full weekend kind of thing. All right, let's see who are your picks. Top fives and a dark horse. Yeah, so starting on the women's side, uh, so we got Mel O'Brien taking it, Amanda Barnhart second. Um, third place athlete, Danny Spiegel. Um, haven't talked to her about her yet. I think she's just kind of, she has her strengths. She's really good at, and um, I think she is better than the rest of the field on that other stuff to make it to the games. Um, 
she unfortunately had to drop out of the CrossFit Games last year before we got to the events that were really in her wheelhouse, like the Clean Ladder and the One Rep Max Snatch. So um, good to see her back. I got Fisa Gaffey in fourth. I think just with the extra training and emphasis on strength, uh, she'll be able to make it. And then fifth place, I don't know. This one was not sure about at all, but um, I got Emily Rolf um, making it back. Um, you know, just thinking with Granite last year, like there was none of those long cardio events, but there's also just some kind of grinded out events with the two 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 three event with the sled pull and the box jump over. So um, I think Rolf will make it there. And then on a dark horse standpoint, uh, Chloe Wilson. Uh, she again has been around for a while, even though she is just 24, um, just outside of the games back in 2018 and just missing last year as well. So um, I think she could be one to sneak in there on the women's side. Nice. I like it. I think she's also somebody that has a job and is training. So I'm pretty sure she's a firefighter. So yeah, she'd be a fun one to watch for sure. I think I had her picked on one of my fantasy lineups last year. It'd be nice to see her get a game ticket. And then on the men's side, um, Again, looking forward to seeing this field shake out, but I got Chandler Smith uh, taking the, the overall victory. Fikowski in second, Quant in third, Phil Toon in fourth, uh, and then I got Tim Paulson taking the last games pick. Um, I think it'll be between him and Mertens coming down to it. Um, Paulson edged him at Granite in the games last year, but um, Mertens uh, was three or four spots ahead of him at Wadapalooza. So, um, you know, it's going to be interesting. And then Dark Horse, um, I got Nick Matthew rocking the, the crop top um, to sneak in there as well. So he could be one to watch out of this field. I think just, you know, you think he's hungry. I think he's training with Proven this year that he might not have done last year. So um, it'll be interesting to see. But again, like this, this will be one fun field to watch. Yeah, that's the men's side's a hard one to actually like lay out who's going to be on top. I don't know if I fully agree with that ordering, but I honestly did. <laughs> I don't know what I would do. I would probably have Tune above Quant. I would probably have Matt DeLugos instead of Tim Paulson, even though that hurts my heart to say out loud. And I would probably maybe put Fikowski on top. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I guess Tune, on yeah. the top, on top, like Fikowski, you know, like he finished third, so he's probably the best athlete of the group, but he could also, you know, new dad and is very calculated so might just do enough to get by true yeah it's yeah this one's a tough one i think this is the first time where i'm like hmm, i don't know if i would actually order them that way all the other ones have been like oh yeah no, i can see it yeah i can i'm into it but this one's like oh yeah i don't i don't know man they're just kind of like what you're saying of like different guys um like skill sets matching up and stuff like that that there's going to be, it's going to be good. I'm excited. We have to wait for week three for this. Yeah, this will be week three. And like, I think the, uh, the one kind of wild card that may end up changing my, my ordering come week three is just seeing how Pepper and Fallon Pepper and James Sprague do in the first two weeks. Um, I think um, Scott from Clydesdale Fitness and Friends has mentioned that the brute strength group is, Time to peak at semifinals this year, and so if you know Pepper and um, Spray come like lights out within the first couple of weeks, 
maybe tunes bumping a, a couple spots up on the leaderboard as well. Yeah, that's a really good idea to like sort of see how their training has made the other guys that are in that group peak. Mm-hmm. Ah, it's all going to be so good. So that is our Granite Games preview. Keep an eye out for our week four previews that are coming. Our week one salary cap game is live. Our draft games are live. Log on at fantasyfitnessing.com to play all those games. They're free to play. The draft rooms and stuff, get some buddies together, make it a bit more interesting, kind of like all other fantasy sports. (laughs) And make sure you're following us at Fantasy Fitnessing on Instagram. We're going to post some different like sort of fantasy approaches, our power rankings sort of by week of how kind of like a draft cheat sheet kind of thing and post different athlete stats and that as we kind of go along. So make sure you're following us. Make sure you got a lineup in. It's super fun to play. It's free to play. It's another way to engage and like kind of care about the athletes in a different way, not just watching the final heat all the time. So Yes, that is it from us for our week three previews. And we will see you on the leaderboard.